You're listening to the Northfield Podcast with your host, Caleb Gordon, and we are tackling issues of family, faith, and culture, all from a biblical worldview. Sit back, buckle up, and let's go. Find out more at calebgordon.org. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so, so very much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. Oh, my goodness. Um, Spring is here, and the warmer weather is here. Some people like to have cooler drinks when it comes uh, to caffeinated beverages. Me, personally, I like a hot coffee or a hot latte or something like that. The best place to get a... An incredible caffeinated beverage would be at Outpost Coffee. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. Okay, um, saw an interesting article today off the Drudge Report. Um, talks about um, the, the headline on the Drudge Report was interesting because it, it didn't it didn't match up with the headline that Sarah says. Study finds that fifty eight percent worry life choices will end them up in hell. Um, that is, that was a, that's an article that, that, that quote, the title of the article is on studyfinds.org. Next stop, heaven, question mark. Two and three people say they're not afraid of what happens after death. Interesting. So this was, this was a study that was conducted in the UK, um, a more progressive, more liberal um, country. Um, there was a study that says in Sheffield, United Kingdom, is there really an afterlife? While most people believe they will never be able to prove what happens after life, half of adults believe their spirits will live on somehow, somewhere. The new study finds that over a thousand people in the United Kingdom that that were commissioned by this this group finds that 50% of the recipients believe in an afterlife or um, that this group has 60% believe everyone experiences the same thing after they die. So they're saying out of this group, 60% believe everyone will experience the exact same thing when they die, regardless of their individual beliefs. Wow, that's that's interesting. So the majority think that everything that's going to happen is going to be exactly the same. They're going to experience the same thing after they die, regardless of their individual beliefs. However, two and three believe... Uh, two in three believe scientists will never be able to tell what really happens when someone passes. Well, I mean, okay. Scientifically, are you going to be able to prove what happens exactly when you die? Where you're going to go? Well, no, not scientifically from a, I mean, tangible um, scientific method. But here's the thing. We've been given, this is okay. Let's back it up. This is why it's important and why worldview matters. How you view the world around you matters. How you see um, things happen in the world around us, it really genuinely, truly does matter. And, and so two out of three believe that scientists won't be able to tell us what things, how things happen when, when you die. But the Bible gives us a very clear indication what's going to take place. It is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. So the Bible tells us, the Bible says that there is going to be a judgment that's going to take place when we die, that there is going to be a, a, an appointment, there, there is an appointment set for judgment. 
And that judgment, depending on how you see the world. Well, I, okay, let me just back that up. I, I believe that regardless of how we see the world, every one of us are going to stand in front of Jesus. And you're either going to stand in front of Jesus and experience his mercy, or you're going to stand in front of Jesus and you're going to experience his wrath. And those are the two camps you're going to land in. There's not going to be a third option where you get to be reincarnated in a tr- as a tree or something else, depending on how good you were. The scriptures are very clear that you get one life. You get one go at this thing. And that one go, how, what you do during this time, what more specifically, what you do with Jesus matters. This article goes on, it says, regardless of whether people think they're going to heaven Uh, 55%, or worry their life choices will end them up in hell, 58%. The poll finds that 68% of all respondents have no fear of what comes next. Here's the thing. If I genuinely believe that hell was my next stop, I would be, I would live in a state of fear. If I, but this, but this year, I, I, there was a quote, um, it's anonymous. I don't know who said it, but it says, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. So those 58% of people that believe or think that their life choices are going to land them in hell and then turn right around and say, eh, I'm not really that worried about it, makes me understand that they don't understand the gravity of hell or the reality of Satan or the, the depths of their own sinfulness. That's the problem in the world. Satan has done a marvelous job at convincing the world he doesn't exist and that there really isn't consequences for our sins. That that our sins don't have a gravitating, just horrific um, consequence. They don't, like, that's that's what Satan's done. Is he's done a, a fantastic job of making people understand or... F- fail to understand the gravity of their own sin, um, the consequences of eternity and, and heaven and hell. Like they just, Satan's done a really good job of convincing folks that of this. And so um, I, I kept reading. So here's the thing. I believe that we have to be born again if we're going to have eternal life. That's it. You have to be born again. And the only way you're born again is through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the blood of Christ on his cross that was shed on the behalf of those that would believe. And the only way you get access to eternal life is through repentance and belief in the gospel. Repentance of sin and belief and in the gospel. Scripture is very very pointed in the fact that we need to repent of our sins. We need to ask God to forgive us. And then there's... The beautiful news that Christ will forgive. If you confess your sins, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all of your sins. First John 1 John 1.9. Like very clearly, Jesus is willing to forgive us of sins. But there has to be a confession of sins. There has to be a repenting. There has to be a change of mind. There has to be a, a turning of the heart from wickedness towards righteousness. Now, I just find it interesting that the majority of people aren't really that concerned. Like that is that is a crazy thing to think that people worry their life choices can end them up in hell. 58% of people believe this, but that poll also finds 68% of those that respond don't really fear what comes next. They're not really concerned about what comes next. I just, man, 
I've been in rooms where people who knew the Lord Jesus Christ intimately passed. I've been in the room when they died. And man, there is a, there is a sense of calm. There's a sense of peace. There's a sense of, okay, I know what's coming. Because faith is, is understanding, well, what's Hebrews chapter 11. 11, 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So what are we hoping for? We're hoping in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. The person and the work of Christ on the cross is what our hope is in. Our hope is in God. Our hope is in Christ and Christ alone. And it's the convictions of things have not that have not been seen. What hasn't been seen? Listen, none of us have seen the Lord Jesus Christ in person. None of us have seen heaven in person. Like we just haven't. And all these books that tell people, oh, we've gone and seen, gone on and seen. I just, I don't think so because Paul was forbidden to talk about these things. So if Paul was forbidden to talk about them, then none of us should be able to talk about it either. So I don't think any of us have have seen the Lord Jesus Christ in person. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But man, I just don't think so. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So what am I hoping for? I'm hoping in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and the conviction of things not seen. I've not seen the streets of gold yet, but I'm convinced they're there. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what the mansions in heaven look like, but man, I know they're there. I have not seen the throne room of the Lord Jesus Christ but I've read about it in the text, and man, I believe it's there. And I believe that there are seraphim that are flying all over the throne room of God, crying back and forth to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I, I believe that with everything in me. And so for those that, that know Christ, yeah, there's, there's no fear of death. Like we know what comes next. For, but for those that don't know Christ, like it's interesting that 60 9% of these people who said that they're concerned about, or 68% um, of these people that don't know where they're going, they're not really concerned. That's a genuine problem. Like, Satan's done a masterful job of convincing people he doesn't exist and that there's no consequence for their sins. Wow. Um, I, this article goes on. I just, um, it's interesting here. It says, as far as... Uh, as for what people think heaven or hell may be like, 28% say their religion has shaped their opinions, while another 23% say a personal experience with death molded their views. Overall, one in four people believe, um, one in four people think people go to heaven or hell. 16% believe that they just exist in a spiritual realm, and 16% um, believe in reincarnation. So we've got you know, the majority in this poll, believe that there's a heaven or hell. But that's the thing. If you believe there's a heaven or hell, then you need to, what's the direction? Like, I've asked the question, who wants to go? Like, nobody wants to go to hell, right? Everybody wants to go to heaven. But here's the thing. You being a good person, I use that air quotes, you can't see it, but air quotes, you want to, you know, being a good person, that doesn't get you into into the kingdom of God. Because here's the thing. Jesus looked at the young rich ruler and said, why do you call me good? There's only one that's good, and that's God. So therefore, no human being is good. There's no such thing as a good person. There's nice people, but there's no such thing as a good person. Our good deeds, according to the scriptures, our good deeds are as filthy rags. So what needs to happen? There has to be an intercessor. There has to be an advocate that comes in and stands in the gap. And that advocate is the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, that's the reason we, what we just celebrated over this last week, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, or as I like to call it, Resurrection Sunday. Um, 
Christ died on the cross. Christ came and lived a perfect life and then died on a cross and took the punishment that you deserved. He didn't deserve to die. You did. He didn't deserve to be beat. You did. I did. But Christ loved us enough. He loved us enough to step in and take that punishment for us. And how do we how do we get this how do we find his grace and mercy, his forgiveness? Man, you just have to ask. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me where I've fallen short. Forgive me where I've lied, where I've stolen, where I've cheated, where I've blasphemed, where I've committed adultery in my mind and maybe even physically. God, forgive me where I've done these things. God, forgive me where I've I've done evil in your sight. God, cleanse my heart and make me new. Purify my mind, purify my heart, and God, make me a new creation. Make me a new creature. And guess what? On the authority of God's word, not the authority of Caleb Gordon, not the authority of the pastorate, but the authority of God's holy and sovereign word, if you confess your sins, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. So man, what's stopping you today? Like that's what I'm trying to relay here today is what's stopping you from following in in the footsteps of Christ, following him, pursuing him, loving him. Like this is the God of the Bible. Jesus Christ is the God of the Bible. Follow Jesus. And listen, it doesn't matter what you've done. He will forgive. He can forgive you. He doesn't, and here's the thing, he doesn't owe us forgiveness. He doesn't owe us anything, but he's gracious enough to give it. Oh, and that's that's the good news, is that none of us are owed anything. But God's gracious enough and merciful enough to give it. That's good news. So that's my hope today, is that that, that you would, um, this study as I read this, man, I'm hoping that people hear this. And that the, the gravity and the reality, listen, there is a heaven and there's a hell, there is an eternity, and you will spend it somewhere. You're going to go somewhere. You're either going to be an object of God's wrath for all eternity, God's justice for all eternity, or you're going to be an object of God's mercy and grace for all eternity. Man, I, I want to live in the camp of God's mercy and God's grace. I don't, I don't want fairness because what I deserve is wrath. What I deserve is justice. What I deserve is God's pouring out of wrath in my life because, man, I am wicked. I am wicked. And what I deserve is God to punish me. But man, what I'm asking for, what I'm pleading for, what I'm believing in is God's grace and God's mercy. That's the reason this Amazing Grace, if you know the history of the song Amazing Grace, the guy who wrote that, man, slave trading, just ferociously sinful. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I'm a wretch. And it's God's grace that saved me from my wretched ways. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not going to heaven because I'm a good guy. That I'm somehow better than anybody else. I am wicked. And this is the beautiful thing. The ground around the cross is level. The ground around the cross is level. And my hope is that you would put your hope and your trust and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my hope for you today. Love y'all. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer? 
clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting, then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.